0: Welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast, hosted by Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job as the head of physiotherapy and rehab at the Leeds Rhinos, just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously been with the Leeds Rhinos for 10 seasons, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes within professional rugby, international football and professional dance, alongside running his own successful private practice. Andy built the New Grad Physio to help New Grad Physios, sports therapists and sport rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive New Grad Physio. As a new grad, there are specific challenges you will face during those first few years and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. Enjoy the show! Hi, it's Andy
1: back here and welcome back to the New Grad Physio Podcast. When rehab goes wrong, it sometimes can go, go really wrong and generally speaking, rehab usually goes wrong at two particular time points firstly it's either at the the start of the treatment plan where a therapist you're just not able to get to grip with those initial patient symptoms and this generally comes down to an assessment problem where you've just probably not been able to identify the specific problems that are going to make the, the biggest changes with your patient or the athlete that you're working with secondly and most commonly it's usually when we get problems in terms of rehab when we're trying to progress our patients the athletes we're working with to those higher levels of rehab so that might be you returning your patient to to running allowing your patients to go back into the gym to bench press shoulder press to squat deadlift it might be Working with a, someone more athletic, who's going back to maybe football, to rugby, or, or a different type of sport. When those patients, those athletes, are exposed to those higher levels of, of sort of rehab and exposure and training, there's a high proportion of these these people that break down again. And you know, the question we want to know as therapists is why is it that they've they've broken down? And whilst every injury is you know, multifactorial and there's there's many reasons why that might happen there are some really really fundamental sort of key components as to why that happens for the majority of patients and athletes uh, this that obviously becomes a comes a problem and um, so you've you know you you don't want to to allow your patients to go back into these activities if you know they're they're not right you know if they you know they're not going to be able to tolerate the loads that they're going to have to do in those higher level sort of activities however, there's a lot of cases, a lot of new grads that I talk to where they feel as though they've done all the right steps, they've done everything they should do, everything they've sort of been taught. They've, you know, taken the progressed their patient from the bed to standard exercises, they've added you know resistance, use gym-based, traditional sort of rehab exercises where appropriate, they've got them fitter, stronger. The patients are feeling really good, they're ready to go. But when they go back out running, you know, back onto the field, training, when they go back to work you know, does some of these patients then actually, you know, break, break down again and it's tough, it's really frustrating, not only for your patients clearly, but also as you as, as a therapist, because all we want to do as therapists is, you know, serve our patients in the best way that we can and when we're not able to do that, when we get problems like this, when we can't get our patients back to the things that they really want to do, which is the reason they came to see us in the first place, it is really, really frustrating and, um, in terms of rehab, you know, probably the the best arguably the on the face of it really, my biggest success story of my, my career as a therapist was when I was working with a rugby player. He suffered a posterior shoulder dislocation. To cut a long story short, it was a week before the grand final. So the biggest um biggest game of the season working in professional rugby. There's going to be 80,000 people the next week. We'd won the game, won the semi-final. He was injured about 10 minutes from the end. He had, obviously, a very significant shoulder injury. We couldn't relocate it. He had to go to hospital. He actually ended up having to be put under a general anaesthetic to actually relocate his shoulder. But we got him back to play. So a week later, he played in the grand final. He played 80 minutes. We won the grand final, it was obviously a great story and like I say on the face of it, it's probably my biggest success story with an individual and there was lots of stuff in the media and the papers and the player, you know, talking about, you know, the, the help he card from the medical team and everything else and and whilst that was great and it was obviously a, a big turnaround and a, a great outcome, it was a really high pressure obviously, environment, it could have potentially massively backfired on me, however, the process itself was actually quite quite easy so what we actually did you know was was actually really really simple and you know in in short all we did was follow a rehab plan we followed the steps of our rehab plan that we'd put together at the very start of that sort of week to give him the best chance of being available for that game it was obviously still a massive risk but with that sort of right plan we, we executed it well we gave ourselves the The best opportunity um for the best outcome, which ultimately the outcome was very good, he got through the game uh, we won the game, everything was happy. We came a few beers after that that following weekend, which was obviously great. But the reason I'm using that example that's a very extreme example, and what I actually wanna cover in this podcast is you know we'll take some i guess lessons from even that real extreme example that you can apply to any patient or athlete that you work in and it'll give you some fundamental learnings as to why patients that you're working with sometimes do break down when you put them back into those higher levels of rehab so you can ultimately stop it happening with your own patient so i've already actually mentioned it already but the biggest thing and probably one of the most important things with any rehab plan is the plan you know, that sounds super simple, but unless you actually know what the plan of attack is, it's going to be very hard for you to be able to, you know, facilitate that plan and to actually be able to keep your patient or athlete on track with that plan if if people don't know actually what the plan is in the, in the first place. So whether you've got a, um, your injury, you're dealing with your patient, is going to last a day, it's going to last a month, or it's going to last a year, you still need a plan, you still need to obviously tell your patient exactly what's going to happen between now and their return to full fit full fitness and the ultimately the steps that you're going to go through. So the example that I've used in this uh, already with the uh, with the professional player, we had that sort of weak turnaround. Ultimately really we only he only he was really back in the training ground on Monday. So we had we had, written effect, five days. So we needed to clear him, fit or not, on the Friday, which was the day before the game. But we had a plan in place to say to give you the best chance of being fit for the game on Saturday. This is what we need to do. So there was obviously goals, there were steps. You know, on each and every one of those days that week, that from the outset I knew. So as a therapist, it gave me the confidence to to know what he'd have to do to for me to then to go on Friday to the head coach and go, he's good to go or he's not. You know and give the player the best opportunity to be able to do that from the outset I wasn't saying yo oh, you'll be sweet you're gonna be playing on Saturday because that clearly I wasn't able to do that at the start of the week and he was way off at the start of the week but what I said to him is this is the plan if we you know if we do it well you know we may or may not get there come the end of the week you know there's a there's a big chance that we even go through this plan and we get to the game and then in the game you just don't you know, are not able to perform in the way that you would normally. And that might affect the, your own performance, obviously the team's performance. There might be a scenario where we clear to play and then you actually break down in the game, which again would be uh, a potential career killer for me. So the what I needed to, to do was make sure that my plan was robust enough and had enough sort of steps and exposure to that higher level rehab that I would be relatively confident or highly confident, should I say, to be able to say to the coach, to say to the player, right, he's good, he's good to go. And I used, and I say it's simple. I used the same system that I use myself with any patient or athlete that I work with. The same six-step rehab plan that I teach both on my new grad physio courses and also in my membership, uh, and that is, you know, exactly what I use with this particular um, player. You know, it's not just because I was working with, I guess, a professional athlete in a very very challenging sort of a scenario. Doesn't mean I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to stick to what I know works, stick to what I know I've used before, and stick to ultimately stick to to, to the plan. So I see this as almost a, a blueprint. So it gives you that guidance. It gives you those six steps to be able to take a patient, a, a athlete through a sort of treatment plan, but it's flexible enough to be used in any environment. So I use the same you know, system, the same plan, those same six steps whether I'm working with you know that player who's got five days ultimately to turn him around to be fit for a grand final or whether I'm working in clinic with a, a middle-aged housewife who's getting you know pain when she's doing jobs around jobs around the house I'm using exactly the same you know system to, to be able to do that and the same steps to be able to get them both back to a um, position where they're able to go back into the activity that they need to
0: Hope you are enjoying today's episode so far. Just wanted to take a break and make sure you haven't missed out on Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It will show you five simple steps you need to accelerate your learning and career as a new grad physio. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill University Didn't Teach You that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio it's andy's most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free just by visiting newgradphysio.com so make sure you check it out now let's get back to the podcast
1: one of the big things as well when when i i speak and obviously work with a lot of new grads and i'm talking through some of the problem cases that they they have had, you know, in the past or struggling with at the time, and and one of one of the one of the big things often is is just actually the time that they actually allow for adaptation to sort of happen. So we know that the body needs time to adapt, and sometimes when patients break down during the rehab, particularly um, towards those sort of high levels of, of activity and sort of rehab, it's because they've been progressed too quickly. So the easiest way to sort of explain that, if it was just about completing the rehab steps, all you would ever do with a patient, this is this sounds completely daft, but you'd bring them in your clinic, you'd book a long treatment session, and then you just literally do every step one after the other in the same session. And then in theory they'd be fixed. But ultimately we know that's not how the body works. And we know that patients athletes alike need time between each step for their body to adapt we know that if you're trying to build strength in say the the lower limb or or the the upper limb with a particular series of exercises we know the body needs time to adapt to to build uh, muscle size muscle strength endurance power whatever sort of uh, muscle quality you're looking at and sometimes with rehab even though sometimes the steps of rehab have been pretty good to be in the right place and therapists have sort of progress their rehab, you know, correctly in terms of the actual sequence of steps. They've just been sort of progressed too quickly. And if we do that, then there's a there's a high chance that patient sort of will break down. So not only the body needs time to adapt, it's the it's a sort of nervous system that needs to adapt to that new stimulus, that new load. Um, or we obviously risk, you know, those symptoms coming back, and, and patients, you know, coming back to us the week after asking you why they've, you know, their symptoms have regressed and their shoulder pains, you know, sort of come back. For for example, so when we when we train um, rehab patients, one of the big um, terms that I don't really like in the sort of rehab domain is this sort of accelerated sort of rehab. Which for me, I don't think there is a, a such thing as a, an accelerated rehab. That that's that's just implied to me that we're almost like flying through certain steps, and you know that is why I, I don't I don't really like the sort of term. And I think sometimes with new grads, particularly, will see these types of, sort of protocols and programs, and it causes them almost to to one either skip steps which sometimes you may get away with, but in majority of times you won't. But what it often more so means is that they actually don't spend enough time on the, the relevant sort of stages. So that, again, is just not allowing time for the body to adapt to, to, for those the nervous system and the actual musculoskeletal system to actually adapt in the way that it needs to then be able to go on to the, the next step. We always need to be respectful of the injury that a patient has and also the time that might be required on a particular step to allow that adaptation to happen. And then finally, to I guess to implement a a successful rehab plan with any patient is ensuring that the the sort of later stages of rehab replicate the end goal as closely as possible so using the example that i had with uh, the professional player where you get him back for the grand final it was all well it would all be well and good doing all his exercises on the on the treatment table in the gym but ultimately he's going to have to go into an environment where he's going to be landing on his shoulder he's going to be tackling someone he's, you know, he's going to be in collisions that are um you know, high velocity high force uh, and i also needed to expose him in some way shape or form to those positions, to those um, that environment, if you like, to ensure, firstly, that he was going to be able to tolerate it and he wasn't going to, you know, make his first tackle in the game in the first 10 seconds and then be off the pitch, which would obviously be an absolute nightmare and potential career ender for me in that sort of environment. And also, that he'd be able to get through and withstand and then be able to do that repeatedly over the period of the game. Um, So, we did contact work as part of, of, obviously, his rehab. And I'm not saying, obviously, for, for most patients that you see, you're not going to be wrestling the patients. And obviously, if you're not comfortable doing that, then that's that's cool. But as part of his rehab, his late-stage rehab, um, I actually did some, like, contact work with him where we were actually out on the field um, rolling around in the, and the like, wet grass and, and, and mud. Uh, and that was, obviously, he's, he's stronger than me. So I obviously developed some drills where he was more fatigued than me so it was more of a contest and obviously it was a good starting point for him to wrestle someone to get in certain positions with someone who I guess wasn't as strong as a someone he would be tackling wrestling with uh, a couple of days later but that also was the I guess the stage um, for him that allowed me to say you can right you can do that you can wrestle me but I'm not, I'm not that good I'm not that strong so the next day as part of his final training session we actually did some more contact work with a couple of the players that actually weren't involved with the matchday squad, um, just again to to take the intensity of what he'd done with myself to sort of the next level. And again, some of that final session was actually player led. So we we completed the session with myself. Everything was cool. You know, his shoulder was a bit sore, but we were happy with what we'd be, but what we did. The function of that actual shoulder, he was really really chuffed with where we would got to that particular stage. But there was a few things that i wanted to do on the final session to really i guess increase the intensity of, of what i was doing and also the specific thing i asked the player to do is if there's anything you want to do tomorrow that's going to give you more confidence going to the game have a think about it today and let me know and then we can incorporate that into um, the session tomorrow so what i did not want to do was spend obviously two hours on a contact session uh, with with a risk, high risk of obviously flaring his shoulder up, but there was you know some specific things that we wanted to cover. So one, make sure he was okay physically, but also psychologically he was going into the game having almost ticked off the things that he felt he needed to do. Uh, and that's what we did. We put together a few little drills at the end of the session on the Friday, which was the day before the game, and so sort of the rest was... Was history really? And you know, the, the big thing there is if we don't expose our patients, and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be I mean you tackling a patient or in a, in a rugby example, but that's you know, if if we're not exposing our patients to, you know, to maybe the the stimulus that's close to their end goal as sort of possible, whether that's running, whether that's some sort of the rehab exercises we're using to allow them to go back to the gym, then it really is a lottery if if they're ever going to be able to tolerate that sort of load when they do go back to those activity because we've not our rehab has not been close enough to the end goal and ultimately you will have no idea whether or not your patient is going to be able to tolerate um, normal activity for them when they go back to their their desired goal, whether that's running, gym, some their uh, job, whatever it may be, you know, you really have no idea if your if your end stage rehab has not been, you know, been able to replicate the demands of that particular task, then it's almost like flipping a coin to see whether they're going to be able to tolerate it tolerate it or not. And, you know, it would have been an example that I just use. It would have been really, really dumb of me to, you know, put that player back into a high... Obviously, the, the intensity of that game is the highest. It's probably going to be all season. It's a final. There's obviously everything sort of on the line. You know, was I going to be stupid enough not to go through the right steps, to risk the long-term health of the player, um, his 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 career, my own reputation, and also the possible negative impact um a play the player's poor performance um could actually have on the actual team's performance and and potentially their ability to win or lose a, a major final. And even worse, you know, had he, you know, gone into the game come off straight away in the game, we would have been down to one substitution less. And that, again, could have had big implications on the the course of the game. Like I say, the outcome was really good. But even though it was still a sort of high-risk, I guess, decision, that was a decision made by myself, the player and the non-medical team, if you like, so the coaching staff as well. And we all knew um, there was risk associated with with him playing, even though we'd been through that sort of robust... Um, sort of treatment and rehab plan but the biggest thing if there's one thing I sort of want you to take away from here this is an extreme example but I'm just trying to show you that what we did with this as challenging it was as high pressure it was we just went through a really really simple process and that was ultimately you know having a treatment plan allowing you know time I guess where possible this is obviously in a scenario where we didn't have a lot of time um, but having time between your steps of rehab to allow the body and the nervous system to adapt is really really important and ultimately the the latter part of the rehab we exposed him to activities to positions to loads that mimicked the end goal so we had the confidence that he would you know again there was still big risks but we were confident because he'd done this already in a simulated environment he was able to Tackle people, fall on his shoulder, do all the things that he was going to have to do. Um, you know, the, the day after in the in the sort of grand final. So again, it's all about having that structure with your sort of rehab. If you're interested in about how this um, structured sort of rehab, what it is, what my six step rehab plan is, then you will able you're able to see this and learn this yourself. That is both either within my membership or on my Nougat Physio upper limb course, you will see on the upper limb course this very same method, this six step treatment plan, rehab plan that you can use to take any upper limb injury through a full treatment plan. So, from start to finish, irrespective of the end goal. So whether you're working with an elite athlete, like the example I've used in this podcast, or whether you're working with Joe Bloggs, who comes in with some, you know, low level. Um, shoulder impingement type symptoms it's no no it's no different so whether you're working with patients with neck pain shoulder pain elbow pain problems with their wrist you know thumbs fingers it's all covered in my upper limb course and knowing the process knowing how to assess how to treat and also how to put together and use the six-step rehab planner will give you the full confidence that when you are returning your patients to those higher-level activities, you're not going to be worried that they're not going to be able to tolerate those loads, and when they go back into those higher-level activities that they're not going to break down again. So you can find out more details uh, about my courses and specifically the upper limb course at newgraphysio.com forward slash courses. You may find, depending on when you listen to the podcast, you might, may find uh, no-course details up there so please join my vip waitlist which will give you you'll get first exclusive access to any courses that i do release i do sometimes release courses um exclusive which i will not advertise on the website so always keep an eye out for your emails if you subscribe to my email list or on my social media channels for information about that if you really can't wait and you want to get your hands on my six step rehab planner, you want to see the upper limb course you want to see maybe the the lower limb course and how again you can use the same sort of rehab planner to take through take any patient with a lower lower limb injury through a sort of full treatment plan then contact me and i will be able to help you out so the easiest way to do that is andy at newgradphysio.com so just finally thanks for your time and attention during this podcast i look forward to catching up with you soon enjoy the rest of your day whatever you've got planned and i'll speak to you all again very soon
0: thanks for listening to andy barker's new grad physio podcast if you've enjoyed this content you will love his website newgradphysio.com which is packed full of free content to help you, a new grad physio, sports therapist or sports rehabilitator overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice, working in the NHS, private practice and sport. Here you can get links to all his other podcast episodes, read all his blogs, find out about his book and his upcoming courses and the new grad physio membership. You can also download Andy's latest free resource Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. Get access to all this by visiting www.newgradphysio.com. The new grad physio was built to help as many new grads as possible So if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and even better, tell someone else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned. And here's to the start of your own successful new grad journey.